Good morning. Welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Today it's my steam pleasure to have one from the Lucky Giraffe Company, Mr. Corey Green. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. How are you? Oh, my pleasure, my friend. My pleasure. How are you holding up through all this stuff going on in the world right now? You know, it's been pretty crazy, but uh, our industry has adapted well, and I'm pretty proud of us for that. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the ingenuity out there in the world is really picking up. And then, you know, in the entertainment industry, you know, people are finding different avenues to how to do things. I mean, so it's really cool, which brings me my segue to, man, you guys have a very unique company. And I'll tell you what, I was looking over Lucky Giraffe online and, and man, some of your work, uh, you know, and explain some of what you do, but I just, I just was flabbergasted by one of your pieces of work uh, that you build a study for a commercial. And I think it's a gnome commercial or something like that. And that is gorgeous, man. I wanted to sit in there and have hot chocolate and put my feet up. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. It was a, a travel philosophy, and the, the gnome was in the office. And uh, it was a Christmas shoot, so they made it look all warm. The set dressing team does an amazing, jo- amazing job making the place look like a, a livable office. Man, I mean, I mean, it's literally one of those old school things. You wanted to sit back in the chair and put your feet up and... Watch the fire, and if you wanted to get up and read a book, I mean, it was a sensational job. I mean, you guys do gorgeous work, man. Thank you. You know, you mentioned the fire. That's one of my one of my favorite things about the filmmaking world is how we can fake things. And so, when you're looking at a thing like that and it has a fire, it makes it look nice and warm. If you were to go behind that, you would just see lights with different colored gels on it flashing, <laughs> and it's an amazing fake effect you get going on. Uh, you know, I, I, the fake word's kind of a bad word to me because I, I, I think there's so much realism in what you do. I, I'd say it's, it's story, it's engaging. You know, it, it, it's it's your presentation is phenomenal on that, and I, and I love that. I think it's engaging. It's one of those things that just uh, kind of puts a spell on you and makes you look into it and say, wow. And it's really, uh, it's a great illusion. Absolutely. Illusion was the word that came to my mind, too. Um, one thing that's always struck me about the industry is the... Uh, the suspension, suspension of disbelief and the illusion that an audience, audience can engage in. Absolutely, without a doubt. Now, and, and it's funny, I say to David Copperfield all the time, you know, I said, I can see how you do the trick, but that doesn't mean I can do it as well as you. And he'd say, it's not a trick and it's an illusion. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, and that's kind of what you guys do. I mean, you know, tell us a little bit about how you got into this and, and what your company does. Um, so... I personally got into film when I was younger. I moved to Los Angeles because I, I wanted to be in the film world, and uh, fortunately it worked out for me. I was there for about seven years and worked on some reality television shows and worked in a few uh, event things and then decided that Texas was the place really to be for me. But so came back home, and uh, that's actually when I got into set building. I started working with the Zach Theater here in Austin, Texas. And they taught me how to build things. And so uh, I met a, another carpenter named West. He's my business partner now. We started Lucky Giraffe to get back more into building film things. And um, it's been really awesome. Uh, what we do is we meet with a designer who has a concept, um, whether they want a doctor's room or a warm office or even something off the wall as like an ancient crumbling pyramid, which we've done before. And um, we sit with them, we discuss the idea, and then we let our imaginations go wild. And the really cool thing is it's all supported with the math and understanding of carpentry, but you literally, the world is your oyster. You can just make whatever you want. And so our job is really exciting in that way. Now, let me ask you a question. In the old, I was actually saying this to you know, PR guy Barry Rogers the other day. I said, man, it's like watching the old Godzilla movie. You build this big set for Godzilla to come in and tromp all over it. Doesn't that in one way, after you do all this beautiful art, 
kill you watching it being destroyed? <laughs> uh, it definitely, it's, it's actually more anxiety and nerve wracking than it is killing me, you know, because I, I love building things for the purpose. Um, the biggest issue is whenever they start to go and you're like, man, let this be the one. <laughs> let him get it right on this one because I definitely can't do this again. Um, we did a movie where we had to do this really awesome miniature dollhouse and a guy takes a golf club to it and just destroys it. And uh, after the take, the director turns and he says, all right, can we get another one? And I, just, I swear my face is just like, I'm sorry. And he goes, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was going to say, and that's a great question, man. Do you know what happens? So if they sit there and say, "Okay, man, look, you know, you build a dollhouse. Do you have a second one for a spare, or is it one deal, or what, what's your deal on that normally?" Uh, well, hopefully that's all taken care of in the pre-planning. Uh, we definitely have thorough conversations about what the scene entails and what the requirements will be, and we say, "Hey, if you want another take, we just have to know in advance so we can at least build the skeleton of something and have it ready." That way, on the day of, we can prepare it. Um, cool thing about working in film is is you're really good at working on the go. Everything's on a schedule, so it's a it's a high intensity, high pace world. So if we have something to go with, we can get you a replacement, you know, like that, like a split. Um, and there's a lot of talented people in Austin specifically who are really good at at getting you what you need right when you need it. Right, and that, that's really cool. I mean, because I've been on different phases, of, you know, whether it be acting, whether it be, you know, on producing or whatever else, so on a different set, but I've never, and, and I, I've been around a lot of theater as well, and I've seen a lot of great, you know, things be put, set up, we'll deal on this. So it's really cool to sit there and say, man, you know, what's going on here and, and watch somebody put this together, man. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, you mentioned if you, whenever you like see things and, and you think how cool it is, a lot of people, um, you know, if, if you're watching a movie and you don't notice things, then we've done our job really well. But I, I'd like to challenge people who aren't really involved in this industry. I'd say, next time you watch a movie, if someone walks into a room, check and see if there's a light switch or check and see if there's a baseboard or check and see if there's a little detail that didn't matter that uh, they got away with. And you kind of like see the magic of what we do where – um, we fill in details that, that you need to catch, but often um, if there's something that doesn't need to be there, you won't see it. And so it's fun to kind of like notice what's a set versus what's real in real life. That's a cool way to look at it. Now, see, now I'm going to go back and I'm going to start watching every damn movie I watch and review. I'm going to be like, oh, I got to look. They didn't have a light switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, now, I mean, but there has to be something in this that really makes you tickle in this part because this is very fascinating to me, man, because you guys make everything from sets to uh, guns. I love your cool selection of guns that you guys had on there, you know, props and everything else it is. You know, tell us a little bit about the idea of, I mean, because, man, you have to be able to be a jack-of-all-trades to make these things. It does require several different skill sets. I'm glad you mentioned the guns. Um you know, one of the things people really like to see in their movies and the commercials and film is the gunfight or the sword fight or things right. like that. Uh, so it's really fun to, to, you take an original piece, uh, a director deal. And so what we do is we have a store of chemicals in our shop and you can make a mold of, of the original piece with say like a styrofoam. And then you put the styrofoam in a mold box and let that sit for like 12 hours. And then you have the outside form of this thing. Um, then using paints and different chemicals, you can create the copy, the replica of the weapon that is safe to, you know, hit someone with or whatever. Um, and it's a really fascinating process. And they have, they've got it down to such an art. 
Um, and we've learned from some really great people. So um, I'm really grateful to have this skill. But we got it down to such an art that afterwards, if you were to be standing there and you had the two, the guns right next to each other in front of somebody, and you say, hey, pick the real one, they often can't do it. Uh, it's it's incredible what you can do with these supplies. I love that. Now, if you make like uh, Colt 45 1911, how long does it take you to make something like that? Um, it's not about a two-day process. Things have to sit and cure for a while. If you pull something out too early, something will flake off or... You know, paint won't set or something. Sometimes it'll just fall in half if you don't if you don't give it the time it needs. Um, so we we tend to be overly cautious, give it a little extra time because nothing's more frustrating than opening a box after two days of it sitting there and the thing just falls apart. And you're like, okay, cool, <laughs> back to the drawing board. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I. Yeah. I wouldn't be too thrilled about that. Now, is it made of a resin or are they wood or? Um, they are. It's, you can do resins for if you need a harder part. For instance, if somebody is going to get hit with the butt of a, a gun, right. then you'll you'll make the upper part of the handle that's not necessarily going to hit someone a little more firm, so that way it gives uh, a reality and a weight to the object. But then the rest of it is a blend of plastic and foam that you're creating, so that way it's really soft to the touch. Um, oftentimes we have to we have to make actors aware of which parts are real, which parts are fake. Um, so that way they can fully sell the idea to, to the camera. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, because sound effects are everything. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, you kind of had that thud, you know, because in real life you hit somebody with the back of a real, you know, butt of a gun, you know, it's kind of doesn't give you that thud, pop, pow type sound to it that, you know, that you do. And with you guys having, you know, that's amazing because you handle a gun a certain way as it is to be careful. And then you have to make it look realistic Plus the, the idea of teaching an actor that this is how you hold it so your gun is taken the best way. That's something I, I never thought about. That's true. I'm sure that uh, some of your listeners have probably watched a movie before and been like, wait a second, that's not how I hold a rocket launcher. <laughs> um, but going back to the, uh, yeah, the, the sound is so important and lighting is so important. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a final product of ours that we've built. And of course, you know, we did a good job, I'd say. But right. then I'll, next time I see that lighting guy or I see that sound guy, I'll go up and I'll say, hey, man, thank you so much because your work really sold my work and it made it look awesome. I love that because it is a, it is a continuity between all of you guys. You know, one oh, makes, it's one, such one a makes collaborative other, work. I'm sorry? It is such a collaborative work, absolutely. Yeah, you guys are all on the same page and, you know, and, and, and trying to make everything look the best it can be. And you make the actors look like a million dollars when, when they have the deals. But you brought up like a rocket launcher. So you guys make a rocket launcher for a movie. Now that's just fascinating by itself. How many actors come and say to you, hey, man, I'd like one of those for the house? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It sounds like a joke, but we've definitely had that. Maybe not with the rocket launcher specifically, because some sometimes I'll take the... Uh, the prop or whatever, but we made a sniper rifle that you put together out of a golf club bag. And that was a really cool, a really fun thing to work on. First of all, we went and bought some golf clubs and just sat in our shop and tore them apart and created this really cool looking sniper thing. And then, um, afterwards the actor, the actor did ask if, if we could make one like that for him. And then we told him how much it cost. And he was like, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now hold on. Now you made a sniper rifle. 
that you could take apart out of a out of a bunch of golf clubs. First of all, mm-hmm. you know, all golf clubs were harmed obviously in this in, in this production. So <laughs> we'll get that part. And my golfers just threw themselves off a cliff right now. But for our movie enthusiast, um, you know, mm-hmm. how, how how do you do that, man? Um Again, you go back to that design process where you sit down with the designer, you talk about what you need, and then we actually brought in, we have a buddy who's a mechanical engineer and um, does 3D printing things for us, and we had him come in and we really talked through the process of you know, the connection bits for things and how to match up the aesthetic of what we're going for with uh, what works together and then what comes apart and can actually fit and still look like golf clubs in a bag. Um, it, was, it was a really cool thing to go through and uh, having 3D printed parts was key. We could make literally any shape we wanted to, right? So all those little hard-to-find bits, we just created them out of nothing. And then um, for the finishing touches, we took things like a golfer's scope, for example. And that's what he puts on the top so that he can uh, look through the look through the scope and, and take a shot. And then we had like a putter for the shoulder sling. And um, the driver, uh, what do you call that? The driver sock that hides things. Right. That was what sat on top of the whole thing. So that way, the reveal during the film, he puts the bag down, and then he pulls the sock off, and you're like, oh, cool, this is about to be something. This is almost one of the most badass interviews I've ever done. I am so enthralled by this, man. Promise me when I make it up to Austin, you guys, you know, bring me in the shop and show me how it's done, man. <laughs> I mean. Oh, I would love to, you know, come down there one day and try and check this out because I was, I respect the art of, of what you do and the imagination and, and ingenuity and everything else. But man, that is just so cool to picture a golf bag and then, you know, with golf clubs in it. And then all of a sudden, man, you have a sniper rifle out of that. That is just crazy. And you have to have a great imagination to work with that, man. That That's a huge respect to you guys for doing that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And of course, we'll definitely have to have you out. We're at Spiderwood Studios in Elgin, and uh, it's really a pleasure for me to be able to invite people into my world. So um, I'd love that sometime. Oh, man, that'd be fantastic. Um, I'm originally a Texas boy, originally a San Antonio boy, so I'm not too far from there normally when I'm down there. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. You know, but I'll tell you, here's the thing, you know, it is that, so how's the reaction to you guys when you go and you watch a movie and... You say, oh, man, and I'm just using this. You go watch a Rambo or something, you say, that's our rocket launcher, or that's our, our you know, M14 or whatever it happens to be. Is it cool seeing it, you know, being, and it looks great and finished product and being out there and looking fantastic? Does it, you know, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Man, honestly, it is the realization of a dream. I was definitely one of that, that star-eyed kid when I was six years old watching movies, and I thought, man, I want to do that one day. And uh, the journey it took to get here was definitely worth it. I learned a lot. So whenever I do see myself on screen, I mean, even if it's a simple commercial uh, like that Travelocity office or if it's the action film like the sniper thing, um, well, we built a jungle and a desert one time. Sorry, I didn't mention that earlier. Uh, but doing, being asked to do these cool things is amazing. And then seeing it represented, it's just like, it's like the six-year-old that's still in me just wants to laugh. It's amazing. You know, and, and, and let me ask you a question on that part, and that's fantastic, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that jungle scene in a minute, but you, you mentioned uh, the printing system now and how, how you can make things up with that. You know, that's, I guess, really changed the, uh, the world and how you do things, right? Oh, absolutely. It definitely cuts down on the shopping process, because I'm like, if you can think it, I can have it in my hand. It's great. 
Now, now, and, and I'm still learning a lot about uh, that type of printing, but, you know, how is it that, I mean, weight-wise and things like that, do you have to as, as a, because I'm used to old props, so I'm used to old, you know, they hand you the old dummy gun that you've had, you know, that here's your M16 and, you know, and the deal, and then, you know, when you're obviously doing the shooting scenes, you do the, uh, you know, then then you have the ones, you know, that, that you know, have the, have the exchanges, but what is it like to sit there, you know, is, is the weight similar to, you know, or do you have to, you know, what's the feel of one of your products like that? So if you've done your job correctly, and I would like to think that we do, then yes, when an actor picks it up, it should feel like the real deal, right? It's like whenever you watch someone take a sip of cup without any water, you're like, hey, that doesn't have any water in it. Right. Same thing with these props we're creating. It's really, you know, I've actually had actors thank us for providing that for them because, it really helps make their job easier. You know, they're, they're doing a really hard thing of walking in front of these people all staring at them and trying to perform this piece. And so the more we can help them with their job, the more appreciative they are. And it's a call back to how collaborative the process really is, right? Everyone gets to contribute. So that's, um, yeah, making it as realistic as possible is a challenge. Uh, we've definitely had to make things over or, um, you know, explain to an actor how it's different and, and why. But, um, it's, it's super satisfying whenever you get it right. That's awesome. Yeah, I've definitely, in a couple of movies, shot a couple of people that with guns that were nowhere close to their real weight. And, mm -hmm. you know, yep. so it's kind of like one of the, so that's why I was fascinated to know that. And, and, and just getting the idea of you guys learning these things, like for your commercial, like the Travelocity commercial, you know, I mean, looking so cozy and so everything else on that, and you built that, um, the idea of what what do your clients look at when they sit there and they go, man, that's just badass that you guys put that together and they walk in and I mean, isn't it cool hearing them give you back the reflection? I mean, I'm looking at it online and it just felt like I was right there, like I said earlier. So, I mean, that's really cool. I mean, how does it feel when your clients tell you that? Oh, I got to tell you about one of the most satisfying moments of a client telling you that uh, we worked on a DoorDash commercial where they did that, that the men at work uh, sitting on a steel beam construction photo. It's, a, it's an iconic photo. Yeah, and they yeah. kind of recreated that and had DoorDash deliver a meal to these guys. Um, my buddy and I, it was a rush job. My buddy and I, we were in our shop all night. We built this I-beam structure out of uh, pine, out of wood. And then it was probably around 3 or 4 in the morning we started painting it. We just went crazy with all different spray paints. You know, kind of like, I'm up a little too long, but I'm having a great time delirium. <laughs> and... Uh, and we went at it, and finally, around 6 in the morning, everything had dried. We moved uh, the set piece into the stage, and right around 6, 6.30 in the morning is when your first uh, production person, you know, all about the coordination, arrives. And the guy walks in, and he's like, man, how'd you guys find these metal I-beams so fast? And I was like, <laughs> boom, done, we did it, and I just walked away. <laughs> Now, see, that is cool. That's what you want to hear. I mean, dude thinks he just, you know, showed up on some uh, job site and brought home an I-beam somewhere, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, you know, they'd asked for it, you know, less than 24 hours before, so the producers walk in later, and, uh, and yeah, they were super impressed. And that, that feels really good to do a good job, and also that means I'm going to get a call back, which is pretty important. And, and that that's for sure. Now, tell me something about this jungle, man. I'm anxious to hear about this. All right, so we did... Uh, a television pilot last year. Um, you know, I can't be too specific because it hasn't come out yet. I can dig but, it. Okay. Uh, it had a, had a like um, had kind of an Indiana Jones feel. A, a professor goes on some archaeological things, and so there were a lot of different cool, interesting settings. 
And so he goes through, he's searching through this jungle. So we had to build a, a pond surrounded by plants in a studio on what they call a psych wall so they could do a bunch of CGI later. And uh, it took some planning. We actually bought a, a large kiddie pool, and then we had to beef it up because it had to be bigger than the pool. So we built a frame around it and um, put a tarp in it to catch the water. Went and got a bunch of exotic plants from a local plant store here in Austin. Uh, and it was, I'm talking like a 20-foot truck full of plants. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> How many plants we knew um, but then we set it up on different platforms. And if you were standing in front of it, and you just, you know that, that camera thing where you put your fingers in a rectangle in front of your eye and you yeah. kind of pretend you're looking through a camera? If you were to do that, it really looked like a jungle. Um, and I was super proud of it. But then, so, well, one thing we didn't properly calculate, nothing went wrong, nothing, nothing exploded. Uh, <laughs> we didn't fully think of the weight of the water that we were adding to when we expanded this pool. So oh. when we went to when we went to take things down, we looked at the structure we had built to hold the water, and it was entirely bent up. I mean, I was like thanking my stars that nothing happened because of all that. If, if it had been broken with all that equipment around, that would have been uh, that would have been embarrassing to say the least. But, yeah, um, but how many, how many gallons of water? Because I mean, a gallon of water weighs eight point eight pounds. So how many gallons of water did you have in there? Um, we were probably pushing 60 to 70 gallons of water. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was, uh, it was an easy lesson learned, and um, next time we'll do a little bit better. And, uh, yeah, there we go. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just blessed to get out the door with that, and it looked great. Yeah. Absolutely. That Absolutely. is really cool, man. I mean, to sit there and see, you know, look at the jungle like that. And people don't realize, I mean, you know, if you go back and I don't know how old you are, but, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I mean, I grew up watching Westerns and you saw the, and, and, and we all loved them. And, but you saw, you know, the guy ride past the same, you know, tumbleweed 73 times and, and the castles <laughs> and everything else. And, you know, and it, it was a different time and God knows sometimes you still see it now. But I mean, you know, depending on your budget, yeah, you, depending on your budget, you work with what you have. But yeah. I think it's really cool that you guys can, you know, go from making a room as cozy and as warm as, you know, that study type thing to going and making a jungle to making your versatility is, is, is really fascinating. And, you know, you guys say you're the one stop for all, you know, requirements of film. That kind of sounds like a, a for real deal there. Oh, yeah. And it really, it's so in reference to what the, the variety we get to do, it really is like dreaming out loud because um, we think about it, we we really get into it, and we create it. And then um, with with even the variety outside of sets, what we're doing with creating these props from scratch and, uh, you know, dressing a room or creating different settings, it, it's just, man, it's like, it's, I never have to do the same thing every day. And you know, they say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And right. I, I honestly, I feel that so much. Now, 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 Corey, as far as the versatility is concerned, I mean, you know, now, does that bring, do you have a, a huge crew that does all this stuff? Or like, I mean, for the jungle thing, is that a large crew doing it? As it, you know, I mean, how many men take care of uh, building the jungle for you? We actually, on the jungle one, we actually had a crew of, of uh, five people and three of them were some of the most amazing women that you'll work with in the art department and film. And uh, if you take five people, especially people that know what they're doing, you can attack something and you can get it done really quickly. And like I said, the film industry is all about 
being able to move on the fly, being able to think on the fly and be able to make decisions and be able to make actions. And so we can do things uh, pretty quickly when we need to. Right, because anything that can go wrong will go wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is so true. You know, uh, I mean, sometimes uh, you got to deal with it, you know. And, but that's that, that, and that's why you guys are so gifted because of the fact that whether it's the weather, or whether it's tell me a story, give me a weather story, man. Do you got a good weather story that all of a sudden you guys had to save something from the weather or something like that? Oh, absolutely. So fairly recently, we were working on uh, uh, MJ Hagar's campaign. We did a couple commercials with her. Um, which was awesome. She's such a great woman. And um, we were out, we, we did, there's a commercial they shot where MJ is sitting in an office and then the office falls away and she's on a motorcycle and she rides off into the sunset. Uh, it was a really cool idea. Well, we were out at the uh, Circuit of the Americas shooting out there. And I don't know if you know, but out there there's, no, there's not really any tall buildings except for that one. So right. It's pretty windy. So we had these, this 16 foot long by 10 foot tall walls that we put together out in the middle of, of this road so that way they could fall apart and she could drive away. And it just so happened that that day was like, I mean, it, it felt like 20 mile an hour wind. And that's probably an exaggeration, but man, when you're holding that big of a wall, it's a sail. <laughs> <laughs> so we literally, we, we took two of us out there to put it together because it takes two of us to put walls together. And by the time we realized we had everything unloaded, we realized we had to get the whole crew involved. So we had like 30 guys from the camera department, the grip department, even makeup was out there holding something <laughs> just to make sure that this would not blow away. It was pretty crazy conditions. That, I, I love that because, you know, I mean, it, it's just real. And it's what I wanted. I wanted you to tell a story like that. And I, I didn't know if I figured I knew you had to have one being in being in entertainment. You, you always do. But people don't realize that all of a sudden, like you said, you even had makeup. Grab, hey, man, hold on to that, whatever, because that's what happens in the middle of a shoot. It, it's just you need all hands on deck and, you know, and, and, and it happens like that. And and afterwards you go, you know, job well done, you know, but in the middle of it, you go, good God, please don't let go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And usually afterwards, we're all uh, meeting up afterwards for a drink somewhere. And we get to talk about how crazy of a story that was. You know, we'll be telling it later. <laughs> Right, exactly. I love that. You know, but I mean, the idea of you guys doing, um, you know, you like I said, your versatility of doing whether it be movies, whether it be a commercial, whether it be what you were just talking about to a jungle scene. I mean, I think that's the real fascinating part of it. I mean, I, I'm when when Barry Rogers came to me and said, "This is, hey man, look, you got these great guys. They do this great work." I started looking at your work, and I was like, "Man, this is really cool." I've never taken the time to get to know somebody well enough to know, you know, and I know pretty much about construction and, you know, the respect that I have to looking at your different styles of work is really cool, man. I mean, it is very, you have a, you have a great staff to come out with and, and do this stuff, man. You guys do a wonderful job. And, and it's so fascinating that, like I said, I mean, to watch something get smashed, crashed or bashed, you know, in the process or, something go as smooth as a commercial, you know, for Target or whatever. That's really cool, too, that you guys can bring all those facets to the table. And I don't think there's a ton. I know there's a lot of guys out there that do it, but I don't think there's a ton of companies that give such a huge array of things that they can do from the shop. Yeah, we're, we're pretty lucky to have been able to uh, set that up because you're right. There's not a whole lot in Central Texas uh, businesses established that do this kind of thing. So um, we're really trying to uh, carve out that niche and create that uh, expectation here in Central Texas for the film industry. I'm really glad you mentioned Barry Rogers. Uh, he worked at the studio when I first moved in there. In fact, I just want to say, he's the reason we even have a shop. We were hired as independent guys working on this, this movie. It was really it was a really fun time, and while we were building, Barry walks in, 
and uh, we had just been talking about, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had a shop? And he goes, oh, you guys want a shop? And we were like, um, yeah, sure, that sounds great. Came back 30 minutes later, he said, I talked to the owners, you guys can have that building right there. And we are like, oh, okay, cool. And so, uh, like all great things that happen all at once, um, we, we signed a deal, we rented it, and really it's props to Barry that we were, we're able to do all these things that we do now. Uh, that's cool. Barry, Barry books a lot of our talent from Wayne PR over here and then uh, made the introduction for us. And I'm, I, I'm uh, very excited that, that, that we've got to know each other and you've come on the show. And I really appreciate that because, um, you know, I love bringing things out there that not everybody talks about. And this is one of these things I want to bring forefront because you guys do such hard work. And like I said, being on most of the sides of the set, all sides of the set that I've been in in movies and TV and sports, this is a side that I don't know a lot about, and I'm just becoming fascinated because you guys make actors, whether it be television, commercials, movies, or whatever, look so great and 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 be able to perform things that they can do because of the sets are wonderful or whatever. It doesn't make a difference if it's Star Wars or it's a, or it's an everyday commercial. If we're Target, you have to have that setting. Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, and, and honestly, I'm I'm super excited to come on this pod and talk about it. Uh, I love what I do so much. Like I don't know if you can tell just from how excited I get when I talk about it, but uh, this is my first time doing a podcast too, so it's really great to know that I can spend talk about what I do to a whole bunch of people. So I really appreciate this opportunity. Oh man, we're in 45 countries, my friend. So I mean, <laughs> um, I'm excited. I'm just as wow. excited to have you on. But let, let me let me give, give me a good story. One of your favorite stories of building one of the sets. It's like one of your. Babe Ruth home runs, man, of, you know, one of your favorite sets that you've built. Um, so we have on this, on the back lot in our studio, they have a, a scary cabin back there and, uh, it's designed for like doing horror films and, uh, we, we dress it out. It's really cool. It's a shell of a house and you can make the walls however you want. Uh, and this is pretty early on in my building career. And, uh, they gave us this layout for this hotel that they wanted to kind of look at a creepy hotel that they put in there. And, um, we were we, we put the things in, and um, what, what we had done was we had taken this building as a two-story, and we, we gave it a facade or whatever, and uh, we were in there. This is actually a story about uh, some authority I had on set one time. Um, we were in there, and we hadn't built a certain structure. Like I said, the planning process is pretty important, so you talk about what you need beforehand, and sometimes uh, if you, something comes up on set, it's just not possible to get done. Well, this actor really wanted to get on top of this wall. He thought it would be a really cool shot. If he was like standing, you know, he's like the bad guy. If he was standing above the person that's uh, about to get spooked, as it were. Right. And um, the AD comes up to me and says, "Hey, same thing where we pulled overnight. The two, my, me and my business partner, we built this dock. We used some barrels full of air to float it out in the river. Um, and as we were leaving at seven in the morning, we had some other guys coming in to take care of set that day. Uh, we told them, hey, the scene calls for two people." Uh, it's a temporary dock. We just built this structure. Uh, just be careful. Please, no more than five people out there. And so then we go home. Uh, I wake up to a call that afternoon, and someone sent me a, a picture. They're like, you're not going to believe this. After the dock worked so well, much much better than we could have hoped, um, the crew decided to test it out a little bit. And they ended up getting 30 people on our dock that we thought was only going to hold five people. <laughs> they sent me a picture. And I was just like, Wow. Wow, that is insane. <laughs> you already had me hooked at Cabin and Horror Movie, so you already had me hooked there already, but I love that. Because <laughs> I'm a huge horror movie buff. I don't know if you are or not, but I am, man. So, Oh, yeah. There's so much fun to make, too. 
if you ever have an opportunity to make a horror film, I highly recommend you jump on it. Man, that's the only thing, only film I've never been in is a horror movie. So that's, I, that's one that uh, I got to definitely be in one of those, but I, I can dig it. Um, you know, with, I'll tell you what, man, it has been so, where can everybody find you on social media? If You know, I have plenty of uh, people in Hollywood, everything else in, 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 in Texas and all over that, that listen to the show. If somebody needs good quality work, whether it be props, whether it be, you know, a set or whatever, where can people find you at, man? Well, definitely go to our website at www.luckygiraffe.co, and then we have links to our Instagram and our Facebook from there. On our on our Instagram, Lucky Giraffe LLC, we'll do a lot of in-process and complete photos, so you can really get involved and feel like you're part of it and see what we do on a day-to-day basis. We like to get people excited that way. I love that, man. That's awesome. I mean, you know, I sure hope you come back on the show, buddy, because of the fact, I mean, this has been, man, I could, I could do this all day. And, and I mean, you know, you, you just have so many fascinating stories and about how these the process is done and everything else. I mean, you definitely got a hooked fan here, brother, I'll tell you. Oh, man, this has been so much fun to talk to you about it, and I really appreciate it. Um, hopefully next time we'll have even more great great uh, things to talk about. That's great. You got a you got a project coming out that you can talk about, right? You know, it's coming up soon that everybody can keep an eye out for. Um, so we've done a, a lot more commercials recently because of the COVID thing. Things things have had to be uh, much smaller, and commercials tend to be a smaller shoot. But there's a company called Brilliant that does supplements, and, and our art department team built a little town and had a Godzilla come and crush it. And we got to build a science lab that had like this lift table. Um, it was a really cool thing. So if, if you have a chance to see that Brilliant Supplements commercial, I highly recommend it. It's, one of, it's a really fun thing we worked on recently. Uh, it's funny. I was using the Godzilla thing just as, as, a, as a metaphor. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we actually did it. That's true. <laughs> that, that That's great. Well, you know, what do you think about it? And, you know, and it, you know as, as, especially a guy my age, you remember seeing the, the Godzillas and the Ultraman smashing the small sets, you know, and had to look real and... Just imagine that now is just crazy. So I love that. I'm definitely going to have to send me the information on that link if you would after we get off the air, please, because I'd love to go watch it myself. But I mean, it's really been a great pleasure, man. Again, plug plug your company where everybody can find you, please. Uh, absolutely. Lucky Giraffe. www.luckygiraffe.co here in Austin, Texas. And it's you and Corey Green and Wesley Falk. You guys are the proprietors. We are. So two of us, we started it, and uh, we actually expanded our team and, and brought on two other guys last year. So we're we're growing in the works, and uh, we're pretty excited about the future. Man, thank you so much for taking the time, my friend. It has really been super cool. Man, and, and everybody go check out their work because it's been awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Corey Green from Lucky Giraffe, thank you so much, my friend. You have a safe, wonderful day, and I hope to have you back on soon. All right, thank you, Chad. Have a good Take one. Take care, buddy.